on to business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi. And uh, I got my blackjack gum here. And I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Oh, me, sir, God damn it. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers gotta fuck. Come out to the coast, we get together, have a few laughs. Oh, you! As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? I'm so racist! Anybody move, I'll blow your fucking head off. And the medic gets out and says, oh my god. I'm your huckleberry. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Well, Lenny, this calls for the old Billy Barule. That's a huge bitch! The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's over, Johnny. It's over! Ah. Good evening, everybody. It is Friday night. It is THT Movie Review. I am Boxman. That works. Uh, and right there is Anthony. What's going on, bro? What's going on, man? Not much, man. Anthony, you must be excited to do this movie. Very excited. You should be. You picked it. You've been wanting to do it. And, um... It's, uh... It's an okay movie. <laughs> Just okay. It's alright. It's, it's great. It was, Tremendous. uh... It's delightful. <laughs> it was, uh... It's an interesting movie. It's an interesting movie. What about, uh, we're talking about Men at Work. Uh, 1990 movie, obviously. Emilio Estevez... Charlie Sheen, uh, Keith David. Keith David, everybody should know. I really believe everyone should know who this guy is. Um, this is also Emilio Estevez's directorial debut, if you will. Yes. Uh, this was the first movie he directed. Uh, so, you know, but, uh, yeah. I mean, you've said this is one of your favorites. So yeah, yeah, like I have like a uh, long list, as I'm sure you do, mm -hmm. of a uh, underrated class. Not not necessarily great, great movies, but just like one of those like guilty pleasures. Right, I got you. Look, I've been watching Fast and Furious most of the week. How far did you get? Uh, to the sixth one. Ah. The, and they're on. T they're on my TV. The first and the second one. 
So, I'll, you know, I'll put them on if I'm doing stuff around the house. It's something good to, you know, just walk around and listen to and, you know, hear the cars and the explosions. doesn't bother me a bit. doesn't bother me a bit. I like it. To me, it's fucking well, awesome. Well, we're probably nearing the end of the franchise because I think uh, the director's original goal when he came up with the concept for Fast and Furious was to get to ten movies. Oh, God. And I believe the next one is number nine. It is. It's- it, uh, Weep says this is the second movie by by Emilio Estevez. Yes, maybe I was yes, wrong. Yes, Weeps, keep dropping those facts in the uh, <laughs> chat. Yeah, keep, keep Box, yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll catch Box slipping again. Yeah, keep proving me wrong. See if I fucking read them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, ten, ten of those. Well, come on, like, hey, we're getting there with Rocky, I mean. Yeah, I mean, you know, truthfully, we're already at eight, yes, so we've only got two more. That's, uh, great, interesting. Well, I mean, mean, well, I I would say with the exception of Tokyo Drift, they all made money, so can't really blame them. I think Tokyo Drift even made money, believe it or not. And people shit on that one, but I actually enjoyed that one. It wasn't (laughs) that bad. I mean, Han was in it, so there was still some sort of tie-in. Vin Diesel shows up at the end. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's not like he's not in it at all, but, you know, he shows up for a couple seconds. But, you know, Han's in it. it, it I, and supposedly it's like, that's like the, like, like after they're already broken up or something. It's yeah. weird. Be, there's very little continuity in these movies. If you're looking for continuity in the uh, Fast and Furious movies, just go watch something else. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. So, uh, but anyway, we're not talking about Fast and Furious tonight. We are talking about men at work. So, not the band, the movie. Not <laughs> the band, man. Not not the not not the TV series, but the movie. Absolutely, that's what we're talking about. So, uh, well, hell, let's start talking about it, man. Oh, let's see here. We've got here. Let's go through some of this real quick. We've got uh, a few. Uh, Few actors in here, obviously. We got Charlie Sheen, we got Emilio Estevez, Leslie Hope, uh, Keith David. We have Dean Cameron. Now, if you don't know who Dean Cameron is, fuck off. Uh, Dean Cameron was in summer school, uh, ski school. He did kind of a lot of B movies in the 80s, but he's continued to act, believe it or not. He was in um, Straight Outta Compton. Wow! And then I have to go back and watch because I don't, I don't, I've missed him for some reason. He was the Capitol Records executive that walked out of the concert with the beard, the older-looking gentleman. Oh, that was him. Didn't have one line, but walked out. Yeah, now I have to go back and watch. I, I, I can remember, I can picture the scene, but. Mm-hmm. Man, I didn't think that was him. That was him. That was him. He was the Capitol Records executive. Cause I looked and I'm like, where the fuck was he in that movie? Uh, yeah, I mean, not, I would say the most famous actors in this movie we've already mentioned. Sheen, Estevez, Keith David, uh, Dean Cameron. Keith David, 
a little movie with Steven Seagal above the law, and he's been in a shitload more. I mean, here, hold on. Let's get to him real quick. Let's start off with Keith David. I mean, Emilio Estevez, Charlie Sheen, uh, people really know who they are anyway, right? So, Keith David. You there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, my internet. It said I had an internet connection problem. Uh, Keith David was in Platoon, so there's one little tie-in with him and Charlie Sheen right there, because obviously Charlie Sheen was in Platoon. Uh, he's been in... Let me see. I'm going over his little... I'm he's in go... Bird. I don't know if you saw that with uh, Forrest Whitaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, he was in The that. Thing. He was in Mark for Death. He, he was in one of the... Uh, Mr. Robot. He was a voice in that. I'm going back here. I'm going to go way back because I know him from a lot of older stuff. Uh, One of his most famous roles is uh, They Live. Him in a fight scene with Piper. My God, I can't fucking. This guy's been in every. Uh, Dude, he was the bartender in Roadhouse. Yep. I completely forgot that was him. Uh, Yeah, remember a little movie called Article 99? Yeah. Ray Liotta? Uh huh. He was in Lady Kill, Marked for Death, not Above the Law. He was in a uh, Marked for Death. That's the one where Seagal goes after the J- uh, Jamaicans. Yeah. Uh, good movie. He goes after a guy named Screwface. He's in one of my favorite uh, Spike Lee movies, or I'm sorry, Spike Lee joints. Uh, Clockers. Okay, okay, Clockers. We got, uh, Jesus Christ, he was in the Aladdin TV series, he was in Pitch Black. I remember that. I actually just watched that the other day. He was in New York Undercover. He was in a couple of episodes. Uh, Jesus. My kid really messed up this whole thing. Hold on. Here we go. Now I can scroll without leaning. Volcano. Oh, good movie. Volcano. It's with um, Tommy Lee Jones. Armageddon. He was in Armageddon. Something about Mary. He was Mary's dad. That's right. Forgot about that. See what I mean? This guy's yeah. been in... I mean, it, it, Jesus Christ, there's Pitch Black right there. He's been in Law and Order. Dead Presidents. Dead Presidents, really good. Yep, he was in that. Barbershop, he was Lester Wallace. Yeah. Uh, Head of State. <laughs> I just saw that the other day, too. It was on my, t- my TV. Oh, uh, dang, I forgot he was, he was in Pitch Black, too, yeah. Pitch Black, he was the... Uh, the, 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 the uh, Muslim guy. He's been in ER. He's been in... I mean, my God, we could keep going here. Yeah, Crash. I don't know. uh, You ever saw Crash? No. No, I actually haven't. Yeah, that's a very good movie. Underrated movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm on 2010, and I'm not even slowing down here. This guy, uh, Hawaii Five-O, the TV series, The Last Fall. I mean, he's got... uh, Jesus Christ. Let me just go up here and tell you something. He's been in over two... He has 275 credits. Yes. That's a working man right there, dude. Yes. That motherfucker works, dude. Still working, too. God, yeah. Yep, I mean, yeah. Yeah, let's see. It goes back to... He might as well... His career is 1982 to present. When those signs are slowing down. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, Weebs is saying the guy that plays Mario in this was in uh, 
NYPD blue, but I don't have a picture of him. Give me a second. Let me pull him up. And I can see what episode he was in, and I can probably tell you exactly who he was from that. Mario, 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 Mario. Oh, he was in The Rocketeer. That's a decent movie, too. Rocketeer. Not great. That's going back. Ah, okay, he was. Well, that makes uh, three, because uh, he was in one episode of NYPD Blue. Cameron Dye, uh, who plays Luzinski, was also in an episode of NYPD Blue. And uh, Jeffrey Blake, who's also in this movie. Jeffrey Blake played Frost, and he was also in NYPD Blue. See? See? Ah. I knew you would find some type of reference to NYPD Blue. With Three this of them. This movie is old enough for you to find an NYPD Blue reference. Yeah, yeah, definitely. O- old enough or uh, not new enough. You can say either one. <laughs> either I got. One. I gotta say though, you know, obviously, it's a good movie. I wanted to uh, do this for a while. Obviously, everybody knows Emilio and Charlie are brothers. Yep. Kind of disappointed. They've done three movies together. I'm sorry, four. Mm-hmm. This one, Minute Work. They did uh, both Young Guns. And they did a little movie called X-Rated. They did one Young Guns. Like Charlie Sheen went in the second one? Charlie Sheen was dick in the first one, and uh, he dies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy actually funny the guy's name that uh Charlie the guy that they're with he got Dick just got his guts blown out that's that's how I know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you're right yeah my yeah. mistake folks um the actually the point that he didn't go by his given name whenever he acted with his brother Carlos Estevez nah, that was sure. a missed opportunity <laughs> no Charlie Sheen was the most popular name dude he he kept it it's what he started as. <laughs> what he started as but uh let's see we got some uh we got a bunch of shit going on in this movie we got corrupt politicians crazy vietnam vets uh corrupt cops uh air pollution air environmental pollution uh, crazy garbage men we've got all kinds of stuff i gotta tell you there's not many clips to play in this movie um, yeah, this is more or less a soundbite movie. I mean, but but it's an interesting plot. For I mean, like I said, mm-hmm. it's a paper thin plot, but it was pretty interesting. Well, it is. I mean, I mean, it's a very thin plot. Obviously, like I said, there's some political corruption. Um, there's really not many synopsises for this movie, but uh, basically, it's two garbage men who are obviously not wanting to be garbage men and striving for more, uh, get involved in a political political and environmental corruption scandal and hit at the same time and uh, go through wacky motives to get their way out of it. Does that sound right? That was actually very fucking professional. Yeah, with the help of Keith David, the crazy Vietnam vet, and um, Dean Cameron, the insane, crazy pizza man. Uh, that that works. 
Uh, Dean Cameron's another one I want to kind of go over before we get really into the movie because he's another, uh, like I said, kind of underrated. Uh, yes. When, when it comes, first back. time I saw Dean Cameron wasn't actually this movie. It was a little movie called Miracle Beach. Ah, first movie I saw him in was actually Summer School. It's actually the first movie I saw him in. Uh, you know, he got about 80, 84 credits uh, to his name, but you'd remember him from, let's see, I mean, my God, he was in The Facts of Life. He, he was, oh, TV, I was like, he was in The Fresh Prince? No, 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 no. It was called, uh, he, he actually, if you ever saw the uh, Fast Times TV series, which I doubt you ever did, it was in 1986, he actually played Spicoli in that uh, TV series. That was only that was short lived. It was like one season, wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah, but I just lied because that's actually the. I remember watching that show, so that's probably the first time I saw him. Yeah, yeah. I actually remember you mentioning that in the uh, Fast Times episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, he was also in Spencer, the TV series. I was really young watching that. I probably don't remember what he was, but he was in 12 episodes. Uh, then he did Summer School. He played Francis Chainsaw, Gremp, Ski School. Like I said, he did a lot of B movies. I mean, Ski School 2, State of Emergency, a TV movie. But um, a guy you should know from a few, you know, a, a, at least you should know him from Summer School. Um, actually looks like he's gotten more acting within the, uh, 2000s than he did during the 80s. You know, he started doing some really cool stuff. I mean, even the 2013, he was an American Horror Story. Uh, you know, he's been doing a bunch of stuff still. He was, I mean, he was in Psych in 2014. He was an NCIS. Straight out of Compton, Capitol Records Executive. And he's still got uh, he's got a couple of things completed and in post production, so you know, still working. Very cool. Still working, uh, but yeah, I, I I do remember most most of all I remember him from the movie Summer School. Uh, I like that fucking movie. I really like. Have you ever seen that movie, Anthony? I think I might have lost Anthony. Um, uh, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Oh, there you are. Um, have you ever seen Summer School? Uh, yeah, it's been a long time. Oh, we might need to do that one. That's that's uh, Mark Harmon from NCIS right now. Um, oh, the hot blonde Courtney something. I just know her name is Courtney. Uh, Not Courtney Cox, is it? No, she, her name was Pam in the movie. Uh, Kirstie Alley's in that movie. Tons of people in that movie, but yeah, that's a great fucking... That movie there would get a ton of sound clips played with it. Uh, I wouldn't mind doing that. No, that's a good one. That's definitely a good one. We, we might have to do uh, B-movies. Just, or we might just have to do Summer School, knock that one out, because I like that fucking movie. Yeah, yeah we could get that done. But uh, this should be a quick one, as we start kind of rolling through this movie a little bit. Um... Let's see, I guess let's go through some of the main characters real quick, and then we can sort of go through the movie. Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez are brothers. Uh, Charlie Sheen's name in the movie is Carl Taylor, 
Emilio is James St. James. Leslie Hope is an, uh, is a girl that, uh, she plays Susan Wilkins in the movie. She's actually a girl that Charlie Sheen has been spying on for a very, very long time. Um, and you know, I bring up the girl from summer school real quick before I move on. I need to look that movie up for a reason. The girl that Emilio Estevez is lying with in the beginning of the movie. Yep. I notice she's uncredited. But I also look at her and hear her voice, and she sounds like the girl Courtney, who played Pam in summer school. And she's completely uncredited in this movie. So let me go back and get her name really quickly. I'm actually clicking on summer school right now, so give me about three more seconds here. And her name is... All right, all right, three more seconds. Now my computer's loading. Nothing I can do about that, people. There she is. Courtney Thorne-Smith. Yes! Courtney Thorne-Smith. Talk about someone else who's been in a ton of stuff. I don't know if she's done very much lately. I could be wrong. Give me two seconds. Actually, Honestly, the most recent thing I remember her being on was Two and a Half Men. Actually, she's on the new show Fresh Off the Boat. She's been in a couple episodes. She's Two and a Half Men. She was in 51 episodes. Weird. That was a. Was she in the um, Charlie Sheen version? Yeah. Well, that's. She started off in the Charlie Sheen version and she carried over into uh, the Ashton Kutcher era. There you go. There she you was go. dating uh, Al, uh, Alan's character, <sighs> John Cryer's character. Ah, all right. She was in, oh, she was in Spin City. That's right. You sure? Yeah, I'm I'm looking at her IMDb. She was in two episodes, and I remember that she was uh, had to be the Michael J. Fox era. It was the Michael J. Fox. No, no, I don't think it was. When did Michael J. Fox leave? 90, uh, at the end of season four. Ninety-eight, right? No, two thousand. 2000 okay she was on there in 97 and 98 yeah so yeah 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 Yeah, that would be the uh the uh the the jay fox era yeah i mean she's she's i would call her more of a tv actress yeah courtney jim yeah she was in six episodes of la law day by day not she was also in the fast times um she was also in the Fast Times TV series. She played Stacey Hamilton. Did you ever have a thing for her at box at any point? Oh, yeah. Oh, I always thought she was smoking hot, especially, you know, just watching Summer School. Yeah, yeah, she was hot. Uh, and if uh, an- another movie that came out this year she was in called Sight Unsoon and Emma Fielding Mystery TV movie. I'm throwing a blank. Wasn't she in one of the uh, Revenge of the Nerds? She was, and I believe it was the second... It was the one in Fort Lauderdale. Give me two seconds here, and I'll get that. Revenge of the Nerds 2, Nerds in Paradise. Yeah. Yes, she was. She was. So, yeah, that's her. I believe that's her right there also, but for some reason she uncredited. The whole part is uncredited. I was trying to find out who in the hell it was. Uh, James St. James, the club kid. No, not the club kid, B-Meg, sorry. Uh, And, you know, B-Meg's also brought up Blue Velvet. I have seen Blue Velvet. 
I have. Have you? I uh, can't say I have. Oh, dude. You want to see Dennis Hopper be about the most insane, crazy son of a bitch in the world? Watch. What do you mean, more than normal? Well, yes. rest in peace to him, but <laughs> any morning normal? Way more. Way, way more. Yeah, yeah, that's another one. Yeah, you got to see that one, too. Um, trying to see if there's any more actors we need to go through in this movie, really, before we sort of just get into it. This might not be the longest show in the world. Uh <laughs> Um, let's see. We got Maxwell Potter, damn the third, played by John Getz. He's the uh, the bad guy in the movie. He's the the evil villain that's destroying the environment. Um, and we have another guy in the movie who pretty much plays a dead guy the whole time. This movie could really be called like the prequel to uh, Weekend at Bernie's. Mm, I mean, good point. Yeah, I mean, they're dead. Well, they don't show the dead guy as much. But, uh, all right, let's get into the fucking movie. I don't think we need to really go through a ton more people or anything. So, all right, kind of starts off. They're doing a little political deal. Him and, uh, let's see, uh, what the fuck is that? Uh, Wilkin. No, what's the, uh, damn it, Anthony, what's the uh, politician's name that dies? Oh, shit. Oh shit is right. I don't even fucking know it. Is it it's 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 not the Luziski, is it? No. Son of a bitch. They don't even have it here in the main credits. What a bunch of assholes. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, fuck it. We'll we'll just go through. Uh basically the movie starts off they're doing a little political deal that's uh you know, he's basically scaring the uh politician. And uh then we go to the scene that I was talking about where Emilio Jack Berger, I'm sorry. Jack Berger. Thank you. Ah, exactly. Played by Daryl Larson. Uh yeah, Jack Berger, and he's the the politician that that uh your uh, your bad guy, Maxwell Potterdam the third is threatening and uh then from there we we kind of see charlie sheen he's uh he's shooting at pictures telling us how he hates politicians and then we go to the scene that made me think of uh courtney thorn smith or whatever her name is um where he's lying emilio estevez lying with her and you know getting up for work kind of shows that he's sort of a ladies man in this movie sort of you know, a little bit. Uh, they live in this little town called Las Playas. They, <laughs> they call it Las Playas, but it's Las Playas. <laughs> I mean, come on, let's be real here, you know? Uh, box, box, before you go any further. Uh huh. You're a Florida guy. You had a lot of, you know, like to talk about Florida a lot on both shows. Mm -hmm. This show and the Wednesday show. How many times did a young box man wake up? Like Emilio Estevez did at the beginning of this movie. Oh, I've only woken up on the beach twice. It's 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 not good. It's very uncomfortable, to be honest with you. Did you let her borrow your board? <laughs> if I had a board, <laughs> I would let her borrow it. <laughs> uh, dude, beach sleeping is one of the most uncomfortable things. That people are like, no, it must be beautiful. The water. Yeah, you gotta pee half the fucking night. 
and you have sand. You don't know what's going to crawl along you. No, <laughs> you have fucking sand in your ass most of the night. And if you don't find a really good spot, you're going to get caught by the cops and kicked off the beach. So, yeah, you're really not supposed to sleep on the beach. Yeah. Not at all. So, yeah, just twice. Twice I woke up there. Once, once I actually planned to do it, the next time I just sort of woke up there. You know what I mean. Yeah, just sort of happened. Just sort of happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, then yeah. So let's let's keep going. Yeah, like I said, Charlie Sheen's neighbor. He actually uh, is uh, Leslie Hope, Susan Wilkins in this movie. He spies on her with a pair of binoculars. You know, binoculars knows what kind of liquor she has. All this stuff in her house and. He's been living across from her for five years and spying on her for that long. But, um, you know, it, it obviously, you know, this movie's going to, you know, have a little bit of a twist to it. And I got to say, I got the 1080 version and it's working like crap on my computer. Give me a second. I'm going to shrink it down. Because the smaller it is, the better it'll work. Yeah, there we go. Uh, they also work for a company these two guys i said they were garbage men well they do work for a company called shoreline uh shoreline sanitation uh i believe their motto is your friendly efficient garbage experts that sounds <laughs> that sounds nice doesn't it yeah. so don't you just love when people overcomplicate what they do for a living yeah like a secretary back in the days no i'm an executive assistant no you're a fucking secretary. Yeah, exactly. You're fucking secretary, goddammit. Uh, but yeah, uh, we even get... Uh, right after they're walking around, we see them spying. They end up both at work. They're both jumping the garbage truck. We get a little Jolt, jolt Cola. Uh, a little uh, product placement for Jolt Cola here. Have you ever had a, have you ever had a Jolt Cola, Anthony? I uh, can't say I've had, but I have had Days Cola. Uh, Jolt Cola was pretty fucking harsh back in the day, dude. It was the original. It was Red Bull before Red Bull. Um, Let me guess it was like that cheap-ass corner store soda that's basically 90% sugar. It no, it was it was all caffeine, dude. It was like drinking three cups of coffee, I think. Mm. I mean, I... I got it once before my parents figured out what it was, and they were like, no, never, 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 never. And I, I think I've only had it once or twice in my life. I don't think it's on the shelves anymore either. Well, let me ask you. Was it any worse than uh, that uh, bullshit uh, for, what was that, um, for Loco? Uh, well, for Loco. That, that was just a bad combination of caffeine and liquor. And they're still selling the four loco. Yeah, I, I had a very bad experience. I had that one time, and it just fucked me up. Alcohol and caffeine is weird. You have to remember you're you're mixing an upper, a stimulant, and a depressant. So your heart's gonna do a little bit of both. It's gonna race, then it's gonna stop or slow down. It's gonna be very fucked up for your body. Very fucked up. And we all know fucking, you know, Low Life Louis Ramos, big fan of the Four Loco. 
Yeah, he's a but he's a, he's a fucking man. I can't stand that shit. I really don't like when you try to hide the taste of bad malt liquor with yeah. with fruity flavors. At that, add more liquor and give it fruity flavors doesn't make it good. <laughs> it doesn't make it good. I, I I've done the four loco. I was able to put two down. Once again, you're a fucking man. Uh, I wasn't happy in the morning. My stomach wasn't happy. My ass wasn't happy. <laughs> my ass nor my mouth was not happy. I had the I had the lemonade. I don't know which flavors you had. I had the lemonade flavor. And it just it literally like it took about a couple hours, but I had I literally woke up out of a cold, sound sleep. Mm. And I was it was coming out of both ends. It. it the 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 aftertaste the next morning was horrible. I, I'm I gotta get real fucked up. Let me tell you what made me puke once. You ever had a natty daddy? What is that exactly? Natty daddy is like something like eight point nine percent alcohol. Yeah. And it comes in a sixteen ounce can, and it's natural ice plus. And God damn. I had two of those, two 16 ounces one night. No. Wow. No, 24 ounce. And after the first one, I was thinking, second one might not be a good idea, but come on, two 24 ounce, that's four beers. I can handle fucking four beers. I didn't even make it to the fucking second one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I, and I pride myself on holding my liquor, man. Yeah. But this shit likes... <laughs> yeah, me too. I, yeah, but that four loco, I was embarrassed. I, like, I think I think the next day that I just I was a shut in. I didn't even want to be seen out in the street. Yeah, dude, I had to go to work the next day, and it was rough. It was rough. Uh, let's see, everyone's uh, natural light. Uh, B Mike's just saying natural lights. All right, he's saying they brought Jolt Cola back. I have not seen it here. Um... He said it's awful. I it, it's it. You mean it's still awful? Is what you mean? Uh, natural ice in a forty ounce glass. We have those here. Uh, natural ice in a can is horrible. Horrible. Yeah. I'm. I. I found that I'm. I've grown some sort of weird allergy to cans. Aluminum. Ah, you like, so you're sophisticated. You pour yours into a glass, huh? I've been buying bottles. I don't have a choice. I've found that I have a weird allergy to cans, and it's actually taken... I was even told it could take, like, you know, you need to stop drinking cans, and it still could take, like, six months to go away completely. Wow. You see this couple little red spots here? Well, this whole whole side used to be red, like, two months ago. I... I was drinking cans. I was drinking two cases of seltzer water a week. So, you know, those were all cans. I was drinking, you know, I could go through a 30-pack of Keystone, Keystone Light in, you know, three or four days. And I was drinking a shitload of cans, man. And I, you know, everything I was drinking, you know, everything I drank was out of a can. I, all of our vegetables were out of a can. Ah. So I don't even do that shit anymore. I can't even eat canned so, vegetables. 
So as far as liquor, what do you stand on Mike's Heart Lemonade? Love it. I Black can, cherry is the best flavor ever. I can handle it, but well, listen, and and it's not just, look, it's it's me. I'm not a sugary guy, uh-huh. so when it comes to the fruity sugary drinks, I need I, I can have like two, and I'm like done. Can't uh-huh. it, I? I can feel it in the back of my fucking like in my molars. I can feel it. I can feel it in my wisdom teeth, and I don't even fucking have my wisdom teeth anymore. You know, I just, I can feel it in my mouth, and I'm just not, I mean, I don't drink much soda. I usually drink water. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting the same way. Like, when I was younger, I could just, like, go through, like, a 12-pack a day of soda if I really wanted to. Mm-hmm. But it's like, now, I'm acquiring less and less of a taste for it. Yeah, I had a Sprite today. It was my first one in, like, probably a month, month and a half. I had a Cornette diet. I drink water and beer, mostly. And I'll do a uh, green tea here and there. I got a nice Keurig machine in there. I go buy the little green tea things. Nice. Yeah, yeah it makes it easy. With a little bit of I put some honey, a little bit of uh, lemon juice in it. Fucking awesome, man. Got my own little uh, Arizona iced tea there. Oh, very cool. Yeah, it's pretty much what I do. Pretty much when I and and you can actually get the little cups to go in the Keurig machines, and you can buy the powdered um, uh, Arizona little those little packets that go in a bottle of water. Yeah, and then just run ten ounces out of your Keurig, and it's a little strong, but there's your fucking Arizona. Throw some ice in it, and you got you an Arizona iced tea. Nice. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad at all, man. I like my Keurig. We don't. I we don't even drink coffee in my family, but I've got an industrial Keurig out there. I eat hot chocolate, teas, all kinds of shit out of it, man. Nice. How many Keystone, Keystone tall boy? Many a Keystone fucking pound. We call them pounders where I'm from, buddy. Sixteen ounces, the pounders. Double fisting them bad boys. We, yeah, that's what we used to say in Florida. Get on, hand me a pounder. That shit is, he's right. It is fucking, it's, it's piss water. It is <laughs> piss water. My brother-in-law literally will drink, he'll go through a 30-pack in two days. Yeah. Sometimes. I can, yeah, I, can, yeah. I can remember some days. I can't. Chugging them, like I said, two at a time. I can't do that. I, I. You know, Sandman style. I was just like, ooh, ooh, ooh. I've done it, but I, I gotta tell you, I was looking at my fiance the other day. I'm like, I can't even fucking day drink anymore. I fall asleep. I, <laughs> like, it, I didn't realize day drinking is a science. You have to either a keep drinking, don't slow down, keep it going, or you really have to learn to like really spread it out. My problem is when I day drink, I like to day drink shots with my beers. Ah, like chasers, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'll have, you know, three shots with one beer, if you want to call that a chaser. I guess I'm I'm kind of chasing the beer, aren't I? <laughs> like, like, right, like this, but can you drink vodka straight? Yeah, absolutely. 
Are you a whiskey guy? Oh, you know, no. you, you said you aren't a whiskey guy, are you? No, 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 no. So no it, Jameson for you. I have to be, my God, all you've got is whiskey? <laughs> really? All right. This I, I, I may need a Coke for this. Yeah, I mean, believe it or not, like vodka, I could drink shot. I could drink straight vodka all day if I want to. Mm. But whiskey, I might. I can drink it, but I gotta have a change. Orange juice, water, something. There's one thing I can drink all day. Um, I can do Parrot Bay and orange juice all day for some reason. Ah. You know the Parrot Bay coconut rum with orange yeah, juice. Yeah, yeah. Don't know why, but I can be makes a saying I started falling asleep day drinking at 25. I went a little further than that, but uh, yeah, dude, <laughs> it's fucking tough, man. It's t- I mean, I'm thinking about doing it tomorrow. I have no kids here. My fiance is up at a book signing in Oklahoma. So, you know, it's just it's just me and my dog here for a day. But uh, I don't know. I can picture you pulling it all because like some people can drink and like are stumbling and fumbling at the two. I could see you being like one of those functional ones, Bob. Oh no, I can function, but like I'll be exhausted. Look, when you're drinking and have to chug out, you should not have to drink a five-hour energy. I mean, you should be. Why that? Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> you should be energized, drinking. Woo, me. I'm just like fuck. Maybe it's the fucking heat here in Texas, man. But yeah. well, but if I, you pick I it up, t- it does kind of like dehydrate you. I, I will tell you, during the winter, it's a little easier to fucking... What I'll do during the winter, here's the science part of it. During the winter, I will go outside to pee, which will sober me up a little bit as I keep going out. To pee. Yeah. So, you know, get that cold air. But, uh, yeah, man, you just got to fucking keep drinking. Keep fucking drinking, man. Yeah keep drinking because i hate and weebs was just saying it you fall asleep and then you don't wake up till it's fucking dark yeah and then you're like oh i oh i want to drink more but no i oh, fuck it i'm just gonna go back to sleep uh, <laughs> your day is done you wake up it's fucking noon the next day and you're like great i gotta go back to work tomorrow uh-huh. what the fuck <laughs> No, the 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 the, be, the the best kind of drinking is night drinking, when you just start <laughs> drinking and then you, <laughs> and then you get like a nice buzz going and then you end up in a Wawa, and you don't remember how you got there. <laughs> nice. Well, we don't have Wawa here, but you know, we have uh, Tom Thumb Albertsons. What's the other one? Brookshire Brookshires. That's about it. Kroger. We have a Kroger. That's pretty much the main ones I've seen here. I would just highly recommend to anybody, before you start drinking, make sure you have a nice base of food on your stomach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pasta's good. Steak. Yes. Pizza. Pizza's actually good. I know people who... Any kind of bread. <laughs> Breading is good. Yeah, good uh, Subway sub. Good. Yeah. Jimmy John's. Never just start drinking. Yeah, <laughs> don't, yeah don't, don't... Don't... don't don't go for fucking vegan food and then go for a night drinking. You're going to be in the bathroom. And you know what? You fucking deserve it for going for vegan food, goddammit. Yeah. Coach go f- your stomach first, Let's folks. go for vegan food and go drinking. Why don't you go fucking play in traffic with a fucking no lights on? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Asshole. Don't go fucking... 
I don't even know how vegan people drink. I'd be fucking hammered. Yeah. I need meat on my bones when I eat, when I'm drinking. Really? Need meat. Meat and bread. That's what I need on my bones when I'm eating. Or drinking. God damn it. See, I'm drinking now. Yes. I just started, though. Right when we started the show. So about an hour ago, I started. Mm-hmm. I thought about going to get a bottle when my fiance left at noon, but I said, fuck it. All right. We should probably get back to this movie since we're an hour in and we're only nine. I'm only nine minutes into the movie. We'll make it up real quick. <laughs> yeah, they're like, it's not. It's not. But yeah, uh, by the way, I'm drinking some Heineken tonight. Ah, uh, Heineken, nice. I went in port with the Heineken. Good Jewish boy drinking Heineken. It's just a fucking... Uh, it? it's like a you second. do Coronas? Yeah, yeah, I'll do Corona. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, a very smooth beer for me. It just goes down like water. Corona was my favorite day drinking beer. I would drink a 12-pack and go get more. Yeah, Corona's fucking easy to drink during the day. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, we're, we're going to actually... We, we should dedicate a week to just our favorite day daytime drinking routines. Might have to do a day drinking show. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Might have to do a... some calls and everybody mm. can tell their day drinking experiences. Might have they to can just, share them with uh, the world. Just do a little day drinking show. Bullshit around with everybody. Yeah. I could get yeah, because this has me sitting. I'm sitting over here. <laughs> I know we got. We're going to get back to the movie in a second, but this is actually having me rem, has me uh, reminiscing about uh, some day drinking experiences I've had over the years. Oh, dude, I could. We would have to wait. I could. I could. T- I, I literally could tell drinking stories all day. Yes. I, I. I don't think you understand. Me and my friends. That's what we did. We were. We drank. <laughs> we drank. That's what we did. When I go to Florida, you know what I do? I drink. Yes. Yes, more than here. And I drink a lot here. That's what you do when you're young. You drink so you can make mistakes. I am far from young at this point. Matter of fact, next Friday, I turn 42. Ah. Yes. So Box will be getting those virtual birthday hits. So the show is up in the air. I'm not sure if I'm going to be doing anything or not that night. So, But I'll I'll try to let you know by Wednesday. Not a problem. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the show's late enough where I'll probably be back by the time. We'll, we probably will knock one out next week. we we'll do a little uh, little birthday show next week. Have some fun. We'll figure out something really fun to do for next week. I'll think of something or either a really, really good movie or something. Oh, we'll figure something out. But uh, no, next week's episode, if we do one, it'll be a tribute. Yes. To the man, the myth, the legend. Yes. Maybe we'll just do NYPD Blue all night. <laughs> I won't torture you guys. I'm joking. <laughs> next week's show will open with. All night long by the incomparable Lionel Richie as we talk about NYPD Blue. <laughs> I have that song. If you want me to play it. <laughs> I like Lionel Richie, to be honest with I, you. I like, I, that, wasn't, that was not a shot at Lionel Richie. The man's a legend, and I love that song. Yeah, I, I really do. My, my, my 
parents once had a Christmas party at the house for my dad's company, and they had a they brought in a rented a jukebox, and this was in the eighties. And um, I do like for some reason that was the song I remember playing over and over and over, and it I, I, that's the, when I hear the song all night long. It I think of that party every single time it's on and i was probably let me think here i was probably nine years old ah when the when this was but yeah yeah they rented a jukebox they shoved it with you know 80s dance music not like you know the like lionel richie the easy listening dance music and uh fucking rocked it man I remember those days. But yeah, ever I've always liked Lionel Richie. Man's a fucking badass. Created That's a very cool. created a good looking daughter. Ah yes. I, I'm in Charlie Sheen mode. <laughs> we was just saying I'm in Sheen mode. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not banging porn stars and snorting coke off their titties. If I was I would not be. I would. I would have found some excuse to fucking skip this show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck the excuse. I would have been like Anthony. I'm banging porn stars and snorting coke off titties. That would be my excuse. I could at that point. I couldn't get mad because I'd probably do the same thing. <laughs> Look, Pussy overrides the show, folks. <laughs> I'll turn on Skype if you want to watch for a while. How's that? All right. I'll make, uh, make it up to you. Yes. No, no, but you know what you should do, Box? You should say that visual for the Scarface episode that we'll get to one of these days. There you go. <laughs> oh, that'll be... I, I really... That, or blow. That, that'll be a blow. I would love... Both of those I would love to do. Those will be real. Those will be fun to do, really. Yeah. Those are gonna both going to be really fun to do. I need to... Uh... Man, I shouldn't have got the 1080 for this movie. Um, all right, let's get back into this movie, by the way. What do you think? Before, yeah. Before I completely go into f- drinking stories all night. Yeah, we can wrap this up real quick. It's not, you know. No, no, no we'll, 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 maybe we'll get back to some, but yeah, this movie's not going to take long. Um, Susan, in this movie that we said uh, Charlie Sheen was spying on, uh, turns out she, well, let's, let's, let's rewind just a, just a touch to the little rivalry that uh, Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen are having with some co-workers. Um, I would describe one as a 50s greaser. And that's, a good, that's a fair comparison. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a fair uh, representation of that guy. Yeah, and the other is a, that's an, he's a Rastafarian. He's a Rasta. He's a white Rasta dude. Yes. Who speaks Spanish for some reason in parts of the movie. Yeah, the characters are not very well fleshed out in this movie, folks. As I said for Fast and Furious, if you're looking for continuity, don't watch this movie either. Watch this movie to turn your brain off and have a good time. Yes. Because, yes. Like I said, it's... 
it's not because of the dialogue or the the great uh, in-depth characters. It's, it's just a fun movie. Oh my god! I'll be honest. The script of this movie is not good. <laughs> the scripting and the writing in this movie is not that good. There, there is one one scene that I'll play with uh, Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez, and you would think they'd be really comfortable with each other. It's the, where they're at the restaurant, but they almost seem. It's very, it's like awkward. When I play it, maybe you'll even hear the the, the awkwardness in it. But uh, anyway, back to Susan. She actually works for uh, the Jack Cor- Burger. Jack Burger. Thank you. I'll remember it. The Cor- I want to say she's the uh, campaign manager. She is his campaign manager, and uh, he's scared. He has uh, hitmen after him. Now, the, you know how I know they're hitmen. Because their license plate says "Hit Men." <laughs> Did you catch that? Yeah. Okay, that's how you know they're hitmen. Their license plate—it tells you they're hitmen, and they're following around this uh, Jack Burger guy because he has a tape yeah. of uh, this little meeting that basically can blow the whistle on uh, Mister Potterdam. The third, the the villain. I'm just gonna say the villain. That name is way too. Uh, after one more beer, I'm not gonna be able to say that fucking name. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, he, you know, he could put him away for a long time for the, you know, he's basically dumping chemical waste and uh, you know things like that. So, yeah. corrupt politician things. So you know, so he's got a tape. Uh, Susan goes in to give him another tape of a campaign thing, accidentally grabs that tape. So that's kind of something to sort of keep in the back of your mind there. When we uh, Now we go on to basically Emilio and, she, and Charlie Sheen um, picking up trash. But this is where we meet the two dickhead cops that are after him. Yeah. Um, the... Cops look like seventies porn stars. Yes, they, and yeah, I mean, they kind of, they, they basically kind of make a lot of a uh, innuendo that these guys may or may not be gay. Mm-hmm. They make a they <laughs> make a couple of ill fated jokes. <laughs> not not even jokes. They just make statements that come out the wrong way. Yeah, I yeah. don't know if he had that clip queued up. Uh, not yet. I, I'm I'm I gotta tell you I'm I'm actually going to uh, guys I'm gonna get out of the chat for just a second here. It's really slowing down the video, and I'll turn the chat on this computer so I can still read what's going on. That's right, I've got dual chats, people. Yes. Fuck yeah, I do. There we go. Might not show me in there as Boxman, but I am in there otherwise. So there we go. Uh, yeah, perfect. Movie's working great now. It was just the uh, everything else. Yep, here we go. You want to meet the cops? Let's meet the cops. Let's meet the cops. You see, this is the kind of scum you're going to have to get used to around here. Jeff's new to the force, so I'm uh, giving him the tour. He's also my new partner. So you're going to be seeing a whole lot more of him. Wonderful. Yeah, you're going to like it here, Jeff. The air is clean, the women are beautiful, and the ships are short. 
You know, most of the folks here in Las Playas are hardworking with a future in mind. With the exception of these two clowns, they're part of the don't let this happen to you crowd. <laughs> a word of warning, my garbage-toting friends from your friendly neighborhood peace officer. I've got my eye on you both. If you're not breaking the law now, the smart money says that it's only a matter of time before you will. And you can bet that last dollar that my ass is gonna be there to make the bus. <laughs> Golf clap? Golf clap. Golf clap. All right. Now, to this movie's credit, golf clap became a pretty popular quote in 1990 from this movie. Ah, did. It did. It, 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 it became annoying when people would literally, oh, golf clap. It became annoying. Everyone was doing it from this movie. So, in a way, fuck you two guys. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. So, they, they have two bike little dickhead, uh, excuse me, bike cops after them. And, uh, you know, but, you know, the, the, they're just a couple of trash guys out trying to start a surf shop. But, uh, you know, the next scene is then going through the trash and... They're high-fiving with trash cans. They're stepping on trash lids. They're throwing trash cans. They're, they are doing all kinds of shit. It's, it's actually a funny scene. They're just, like, tearing the streets up as they're picking up yes. trash. <clears throat> they're, they're playing Frisbee with trash can lids, bouncing them off the street. Uh, just destruction. Yes. Total chaos as garbage men. Box. Uh, to your point, uh, you know, I wanted to get back. I wanted to circle back to something you said earlier. Sure. You basically said for them being brothers, you didn't think that chemistry was particularly good in this movie. Certain parts, yes, but then when they were sitting together in that one scene at the restaurant, which I do, I will play. You just, you thought you'd be like, my God, wow, and you were just like. That was kind of felt, uh, yeah. Was like looking weird. back on it, I guess I didn't. I, I rewatched it tonight, and like looking at it, and now that you kind of brought that up, they did seem kind of like distant. It was almost like they didn't know each other. Like it's almost like they were just meeting for the first time. Yeah, and I mean they've got. Uh, they definitely have some, you know, scenes where they are good together. Uh, there was really no wow. The the acting in this movie with those two was incredible, but. You know what I mean? Just chemistry. Just yeah. chemistry. And well, I will say, uh, well, Emilio, like I said, he's been in a... Even though I guess he's probably the lesser of the two in terms of, like, overall success and popularity. Mm. Give or take. I mean... Yeah. I, mean I mean, I mean, Emilio is famous, but, I mean, would you say Charlie's probably the bigger star between the two? I would say, yeah, bigger. Um <laughs> I mean, let's face it. I would say probably the more sig- bigger than eight. So probably, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Probably the more sig- <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> probably the more successful money wise is probably Emilio. He probably kept his money, but yeah, uh, yeah. he didn't blow it on hookers. Now hookers let's and see. Charlie Sheen's got about eighty-three credits. Emilio's got uh, forty-seven. Yeah, and that's mainly because I mean, for the most part, he took a lot of time off. He so did. it wasn't like through lack of work. He just took time off at different points. Yeah, yeah. And he's actually he's got a movie in post-production right now called The Public. 
Charlie Sheen, he's even got a movie completed for this year called 9-11. Wow. 9-1-1, so. Are they really doing a 9-11 type movie already? Like well, now? It's almost, it's almost coming up, well, four years away, but it's hard to believe it's been almost 20 years. Yeah, we don't need to do this. Yeah, I mean, we, we they've kind of like, they've uh, kind of beat that horse to death. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there was, you know, but, I mean, they're both notable, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> B-Mix says, don't lie, neither one of us are shaking Charlie's hand. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would sniff his fingers, though. I would sniff his fingers. Yeah, you you. <laughs> I would, I would, I would. Jesus, we're going to hell. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm driving the fucking bus. Don't even worry about it. I'm going to gasoline draws. I am fucking. <laughs> I am driving the bus straight to fucking hell. Uh, but yeah, again, I said it kind of shows Amelia was sort of a ladies' man. He goes picks up trash. He's kind of uh, getting on the ladies a little bit while he's grabbing the trash personally from their house. You know, just sort of a personal service from the old, uh, the garbage man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's not much character development in here, but I wonder why they, I wonder if that was like a conscious effort to kind of like go against Ty, because you would, you would think Charlie would be like the ladies' man. Yeah, you would have thought, but, I mean... You know, well, I guess, I guess if you're, I guess if you're directing the movie, you can make yourself whatever you want to be. Exactly, do whatever the fuck you want. Be like, yo, I'm the fucking ladies' man. You're gonna be the bitch in the movie. It's like, oh, why is that? Because I'm the fucking director, dickhead. <laughs> ah, there you go. I don't care for my brother. Go fuck a porn star. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which isn't really a, you know. It's not really a fucking insult or anything, but... All right, now we get to the scene that I was talking about. Like I said, maybe you could hear the awkwardness. Let's find out. Let's find out. Uh, in this scene, they're talking about their surf shop, where, you know, uh, where it could be, and... Their I'm, dreams and aspirations. Yeah, I'm not going to play the whole scene, but I do want to play some of it. So. What an absolutely gorgeous day. Warm sun, beautiful women. And the air is just right for drinking. Did you just look at all the activity that's going on down here, Carl? It's close, man. I can see it. Right here, right on the strand. Carl and James surf shop. It's gold. It's gold, James. It's a gold mine. Just think of the garbage business as a way station on the road to Vada. Well, maybe now that you're a single man again, you'll be able to put a little more time and energy into it. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, wait a minute, just a second. I have put a lot of energy into getting our surf shop together. And we'd be a lot further along if I didn't have to do the work. Does it seem like they're acting too much here, or is it me? I will say that... I was actually surprised at the level of emotion shown by Charlie. I mean, look, Charlie Sheen, when he wants to be, can be a good actor. But there's times where he just, you could just kind of tell he's kind of like, has like, a, he's like very one-dimensional. 
You don't see a lot of uh, you don't really see a lot of emotion out of Charlie in his movies. No, it's even the good ones. Yeah, and like I said, maybe they're just trying to act too much here. I, and again, I'm not going to play a, the whole scene, but it's actually a long scene. But I see what you mean. Though. Like now that I pay attention and really listen to it. Yeah. If again, if you you know if you listen to this show and want to go back and watch this movie, about seventeen, about sixteen and a half minutes in, you're going to catch this scene. Just kind of look at it and be like. Shouldn't they be way more comfortable with each other? Yeah. But then you go on through the movie and, you know, it's, well, actually within about 20 more minutes, they get separated. So there's not much more to the movie, you know. So, uh, yeah. And they do show them, you know, after that scene, you know, they're talking about surf shop. They do go down to the beach, take off their uh, garbage clothes with their wetsuits underneath and that's where the scene changes because neither one of them probably knows how to surf. Uh, yeah. Yeah, which surprise. Maybe they do. I don't know. They're no Johnny Utah, man. <laughs> that was a point break reference, bro. Oh, yeah, I got it. Uh, now, now that you brought up this scene, we're going to actually play uh, as we go on throughout the uh, review here. There's a few more scenes that I can think of where the acting was kind of like... Out of everybody in the movie, I gotta say, Keith David was probably the most convincing. Keith David's a badass. I'm sorry. Like, I, honestly, I would say, if you were to nominate somebody for, like, a best actor in this movie, it'd probably be Keith David. He, hands down. He yeah. was the most believable in the whole fucking movie. Yeah, it, I mean, you would think it would be the dead guy, but there's actually a point where he blinks in the movie blatantly. <laughs> blatantly blinking. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, kayfabe was broken, folks, in this movie. <laughs> big time. Big time in this movie. But, uh, yeah, fuck it. It was a 90s movie, and who gives a shit? But, uh, yeah, now, you know, we kind of go to the next scene here. We're, you know, we pass a little bit. We go to the next scene, and um, Jack Berger is in there with uh, Captain. Give me one sec here. What is that guy's name? Man, why do I keep going off that fucking screen? I'm an idiot. Captain Leo Dalton, played by Troy Evans. Troy Evans, you should know him from a few things, too. He's been in a... He was in a lot of older... I would say 80s, 90s. I don't know if he's done too much now, but I know in the 80s and 90s he was in a ton of stuff. Uh, He was in Under Siege. He was in Ace Ventura. Yeah. He was uh, Roger Predactor. Yeah, he was in fucking, uh, he was in Demolition Man. He was in Demolition Man, you're right. You're right, I'm surprised, he was. You know, I'm surprised, he was uncredited, but uh, you remember he was in uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobile, too. Yes, he was for a minute. Yeah, my God. Hold on here. He's this... one of those guys, like, I never really knew his name, but, like, as soon as I see his, saw his face, I'm like, I know that fucking guy. I would say with 158 credits, yes, this is the man. He goes back to 1981. Uh, Some movies people would have heard of here. Uh, I will say Hill Street Blues. Uh, Falcon Crest. Teen Wolf. He was the coach in Teen Wolf. God damn it. The original Teen Wolf. The original Teen Wolf. He was one of the coaches in that movie. Uh, let's see here. The, You're he, in Loathing in Las Vegas. 
Yeah, yeah, that's an underrated movie. I don't know if you ever saw that one, Bob. Of course I have. Near Dark, The Facts of Life, there it is, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Antisocial Trucker, Uncredited. Night Court, of course. Everybody was in fucking Night Court, too. L.A. Law, Webster, the TV series he was in. Uh, All right, let me get a little more. I'm sure everyone's probably... My Blue Heaven. Oh, yeah, if you don't know that, fuck Uh, That movie is... We will definitely get into that one night might yeah. need to give you guys yeah, there's actually a few steve martin movies i want to get into at some point we might need to do comedy mafia movies and do that one between that one jane uh what is it jane aston's mafia with jay moore oh wow that's i'm actually surprised you not know it but i'm like surprised you actually would be interested in that one i actually watched it twice today <laughs> it was on it was on tv um let's see what else is this cuffs with Christian Slater, ah, yep, he was in. He was the captain of the uh, police squad, lawnmower man. Under Frighten- remember the Frighteners? Mm-hmm. Under Siege, Tales from the Crypt. My God, you know sometimes I, I, mean, I, I mean, obviously this is not the biggest movie this guy has ever been in, but he was in a lot of noteworthy shit. So uh, look, phenomenon. This, this is a feather in the cap for uh, Emilio to get this guy in on board. Yeah, he was in phenomenon with John Travolta. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, there's no me. slouch. Yeah, like you said, Fear and Loathing, Lions Den, Martial Law TV series. I remember that. And uh, Jesus Christ, you know, this is one of the reasons I like doing this show. You look at some of these people and you're like, God damn. This guy's done this much fucking stuff. Yeah, he's had a he's had a charm. He's had a pretty solid career for himself. Yeah, he and up to this year he was in a, the year of spectacular men. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I hope it doesn't sound like what I think it sounds like. Sounds bad, but anyway. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, that's uh, he plays the captain. He is not in this movie, but for one scene, he probably didn't even really need the. Uh, the uh, whole thing we gave him there. But, hey, we like doing the underrated people, so there you go. There's one. Uh, <clears throat> Jack Berger, the corrupt politician's talking to the captain like, look, I have a tape. Uh, this is where he finds out he gave the wrong tape. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. We're not playing many clips. Why don't we do one here? What is this? Some kind of a joke? Tape? She took the wrong tape! And remember I said that uh, Susan ended up grabbing a tape. She took the wrong tape. Uh, While he's running to try and find her, the captain ends up calling the villain in the movie. He's actually on the take working for him. Uh, In the meantime, we get to see Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez uh, literally have to clean out their truck, which they call doing the nasty and it does look fucking gross. Ugh. That's, that was, uh... That was yeah. bad. That was bad. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, here we see Captain Dalton uh, calling up him, telling him, look, maybe nothing. He says he has a tape, but he doesn't have the right one. And, um... So, yeah, now he knows there's a tape of him out there. And, um... You know, 
again, we go back to the fact that they are uh, Charlie, Charlie and Emilio are having a rivalry with some co-workers. And a while, they basically go back and forth pranking each other. They actually, um, a while before, they had put a giant airbag in their truck. When they opened the glove box, Emilio and Charlie Sheen got nailed with an airbag. Uh, so these guys go to their locker with the towels wrapped around their heads like girls. And... They do the same thing to him, and the guys are like, yeah, real original, and then the bag explodes, and there's shit all over him. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And they never explain, not that I needed an explanation, of where they got that much shit from. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think I needed the explanation. Yeah. No, so- but seriously, I, I'm guessing, like... In terms of continuity, it, it, it might have been from when it was cleaning out the uh, fucking uh, garbage machine. Gar- I'm sorry, the garbage truck. Could have been. Could have been. Uh, while they're on their way out, they um, they actually get called into their boss's office. And uh, the boss tells them they're going to be, from all the rules they've broken, they're going to be riding with an observer the next day. And, uh, you know, basically the whole, most of that night is them going through and I I don't really need to go through much of this part of the movie where they're literally just going through and uh, worried about what the observer is going to be. And basically, give me one second here, basically uh, this is where uh, what happens is... uh, Jack Berger goes over to Susan's. Remember, she was his campaign manager. Goes over there, and he's like, I need the tape. Well, he's freaking out. He's throwing her down, and they think, you know, remember, we Charlie Charlie Sheen's kind of spying on her, and he sees this, and uh, they think he's beating beating her up. So what does he do? He decides to shoot him with a pellet gun. Uh, she runs out to get the tape. Don't know where she went for 10 minutes of the movie, but she did. Uh, and um, while while she goes out, they, uh, Charlie Sheen does end up shooting him in the butt with a pellet gun. They duck down. While they duck down to hit the hitmen... Again, we know they're hitmen because their license plate tells us this. And uh, the hitmen actually kill Jack Berger, stuff him in a drum, and drive away, but the drum falls out of their car. Can you see the comedy happening? Can you see it? Ah, yes. There you go. So, uh, there you go. Then they, uh, you know, they don't really know what's going on. They just kind of go back to work the next day. And their observer is, uh, there he is. There's, uh, we get Keith David right now. That's his name, right? Was I right? I was right. Okay, Keith David. Uh, we get him. He is the observer. And he plays the, uh, crazy former, now, I do, he plays the crazy former, uh, you know, Vietnam vet, uh, 
has flashbacks and shit, but yes. uh, pretty crazy. Now, the drink that Charlie Sheen makes is pretty uh, pretty funny here. He takes out ice cream. He wakes up in the morning, takes ice cream, dumps it in the blender, pours an old coffee in there, and then grabs a bottle of Jägermeister. <laughs> nineteen ninety folks nineteen ninety just starts pouring the Jagermeister in there and then before he dumps in some Tylenol and blends it up and takes off yes that's a fuck you know this is probably what Charlie Sheen this was probably a homemade concoction for him yes so this probably wasn't far off from the truth no 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 this was probably breakfast for him yes and i and I basically love. <laughs> I love how, like, at one point in the movie, this is more towards the beginning, where he's still in his robe, spying on this chick, blah, 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 gets a call from his boss, asking him, are we coming in the day, are, are, are we coming in the work today? <laughs> he said, uh, yep, I'm on my way out the door. <laughs> I can't lie, my younger days, I actually gave that same, that same type of answer, knowing damn well I wasn't no, nowhere near ready. Yeah, exactly. Out the door. Um, yeah, we get, uh, this is where Keith David, and he is being a dick. You're driving too fast, you're doing this, you're doing that. Emilio sort of speaks up and says, you know, this sucks, and frankly, so do you. After that. Yeah, they put Keith up. What? Uh, you know what? Actually, pretty, like I said, Keith David, like I said, he... If you had to pick a number one actor in this movie, it was him. He has some pretty memorable lines. Yeah, here, actually, I do got it. Well, I'm a little behind here. Hold on. A little ahead. Here, let me back up just a touch. Another couple seconds here. He's dumping the Tylenol in the blender. Jaeger wouldn't be bad right now. I could go for some fucking Jaeger. That's actually not... That combination doesn't sound half bad. No. Here we go. You're driving too fast. So, Lois, you're Walt's brother-in-law. That's great. He speaks highly of you. What do you know about anything? Walt's a nice guy. His sister must be nice, too. I've never met her, though. When I feel like talking to you, I will look at you. Catch you. You write stuff about us? Sorry. Sorry. This sucks. What did you say, son? Name is James. Well, James. If you expect to keep this job, I suggest you tell me what it was you were mumbling over there. James. I said this sucks. And basically so do you. There you go. From this point, uh, he starts laughing, so they kind of think they're in the clear. And then Keith David starts fighting. Uh, He starts throwing punches at him. And Charlie Sheen actually ends up getting hit. So they end up at a uh, little restaurant. Yes. 
a little restaurant. Uh, the restaurant, let me see here, is actually called Good Stuff. There's three locations in L.A. They're actually, this one is filmed in Hermosa Beach, where uh, on The Strand, which they mentioned their surf shop being on the part I played a little while ago. So this is, that's actually a real restaurant. Don't know if it's still around today, but uh, I don't know if anyone in Cali knows. So, you know, so they're in there and, uh, you know, in the restaurant, they're kind of talking things over. And for some reason, they have Keith David drawing all the time. They never explained why. Did you notice that? Yeah. Uh but like best case scenario, and this is just me spitballing here, that might you could say I guess it was like a coping mechanism, it kinda like calmed him down. Cause whenever he was drawing you notice he was kinda like in like a zone. He wasn't pissed off about anything. He seemed to be more at ease. Uh, there you go. Huh. That might be it. And here you go, I do want to play one scene because this is something that should be taken to heart by everybody. Give me a second. There are several sacred things in this world that you don't ever mess with. One of them happens to be another man's fries. Now you remember that, and you'll live a long and healthy life. Remember that, everybody. Don't fuck with another man's french fries. Yes. Remember it always. Okay? There we go. All right, so like I had said, the two hitmen lost the body and actually rolled out of their car out of a uh, 50-gallon drum. Yes, and, and we should point out mm-hmm. that they they more or less lost the body, and and it, this is actually like a recurring theme throughout the movie because they're always arguing about dumb shit. Yes, they are. They're arguing about stupid stuff. We'll get to the taser argument later. Uh, <laughs> I'll play it for the hell of it. Uh, and, you know, we, we said before the garbage men, they, they, they go through stuff as they're looking through, and they do open up the yellow 50-gallon drum, and there's the uh, body of Mr. Burger in there. Yes, and, and this is essentially where the real plot of the movie kind of, like, starts to tie everything together. Because oh, yeah. up until this point, everything it almost seemed like two separate movies. Because you had on this one side you had the pol- you had the uh, political and the espionage and uh, environmental pollution stuff going on, and Charlie and Emilio's characters kind of like were in their own little world, mm-hmm. and this is kind of where everything kind of comes together, and we get them we kind of get to the heart of what the movie's about. Right, right, and obviously he's thinking he shot him in the butt, and that's what killed him. Uh, we go a little more, and. Uh... Keith David character finds out that he was, you know, basically unless you put a wire around his neck and strangled him, it wasn't you. Yes. But unless it was a fucking pellet gun, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You're not uh, killing anybody with a pellet gun. Yeah, exactly. Next thing you know, the cops pull up. The two cops pull up, um, and this is where we find out that uh, Keith, Keith David in this movie has a he hates cops. And every time he says he hates cops, he looks into the camera, <laughs> which I like. Yes. <laughs> so, but yeah, the cops pull up. They're these, the the two little 
dickheads. You know what? And by the way, Emilio is still drinking a bottle of Jaeger while they're walking around working. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, they're drinking Jaeger. And uh, give me a second. When the cops do pull up, though, I'll play that scene just for the hell of it. They actually, again, like Weekend at Bernie, stand him up, throw a fucking hat on him. The, uh, the Jack Berger, the dead guy. And, uh, you know, basically just like Weekend at Bernie's. But uh, here we go. Cops pulling up. What? Looks like they're coming to us. I hate cops. Well, well. Another fine day in the dumps, eh, fellas? <laughs> Their bikes fell. Who are your friends? I've never seen you around here before. Uh, Lewis here uh, works yeah. for the company, and he'll be riding with us for the next couple of weeks to police our activities, so to speak. Is that right? Yes, sir, officer, sir. What about you? He's, uh... I didn't ask you, garbage man. I'm asking the punk who looks like he's had a few too many. What the hell's the matter with him? He looks friggin' dead. Well, the boy's had a rough night. He's a, uh, uh, you know, uh, a cousin, James. Uh, he, he flew in from uh, Texas. We were out late showing him a good time. Well, wherever the hell he's from, he shouldn't be out on the street in his condition. I could haul you in, you know. But for now, I'm just going <laughs> to give you a warning. That's very kind of you, officer. Yeah, it is. Now get him inside the cab of that truck and make sure he stays there until he sobers up. Do I make myself clear? Crystal, sir! Let's go. <laughs> Not so fast. I've got the whole Las Playas Police Department clued into you two bozos. You may have escaped me this time. And all I can say is, relish this moment, gentlemen. Don't worry. They get theirs. <laughs> Have no fear. They do get theirs in a little while. Um, so there you go. Now they are carrying this body around with them. Uh, God knows why. I would have fucking left it. But uh, they didn't. Uh, the hitmen do realize they've lost the body finally. And they go and... Uh, tell the boss they do. Eh, I guess I could play that part too, right? Yes. Here, Anthony, you know what? You said they were arguing, the two guys. Give me a second here. Yeah. Here we like go. Like I said, this movie doesn't have like a lot of, like you said, it's not super, it's not super long or it has a super interesting plot, but there, there, we, I have to say, there are a lot of fun sound bites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and here we go. We uh, Anthony said they, they argue about stupid shit, and no, not Bret Hart. Shut up. These guys are better than Bret Hart. <laughs> Here, okay. Son of a bitch. I can't believe this. We lost a body. Hey, relax. We didn't lose the body. I mean, it's here somewhere. It's in a big yellow can. How can we miss it? What the hell do you mean? You've lost the body. 
just kind of fell out of the back of the car. Oh. <laughs> Where? Find it! Find it, find it, find it, find it, find it! Yes, sir. Your very lives depend upon it, gentlemen. Well, what the hell are you waiting for? Uh, so we uh, did find the tape. Oh. Thank God. You're excused. Uh, and by the way, for you young folks, that is a cassette tape. Cassette tape you hear. He not he didn't open a DVD player. It's a cassette tape, just so you know. When you if you do watch this movie and you're wondering what's that weird thing he's holding, it's a cassette tape. There used to be music on those. Yeah. And other stuff. Here you go. And he finds out they got the wrong tape. Yes. Uh then we go back to the uh, little, uh, we go back to the garbage, garbage, uh, the sanitation place. And uh, they do a lot of scenes in the locker room there where they're talking. And, of course, one more time, the uh, their little rivals get blown up with shit. But they're also trying to figure out a little plan on what they're going to do. And they don't fucking know one thing what to what to do, so. Yes. But I will say it's it's made abundantly clear that Emilio wants to go to the cops, and right. uh, Charlie and uh, Keith David are like, no, nah, fuck that. We don't know what we're gonna do yet, but the cops definitely are not an option for them. Right. Exactly. Um, exactly. So what they decide to do is first they order pizza, uh, and when you know, so that's that's the first thing they do. Then they see the girl across the street come home. That yeah, Susan and Charlie Sheen decides to go see if he can get if he can get anything out of her. Um, so he decides to go over there and meet her. Uh, does this sound relatively familiar to another movie that you've seen with Emilio Estevez? Uh, yes, uh, and I'm drawing a blank on it. It was with Richard Dreyfuss called Stakeout. Oh, yep. Richard yeah. Dreyfus actually went over to uh, the girl's house. Madeline Stowe, yeah, Madeline Stowe. Right, to see if she knew anything and ended up in a relationship. It's all, kind of the same plot. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and it's kind of fun. It, it just goes to show you, if you're good looking enough, you can still be considered a stalker, but still get the girl. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know. <laughs> uh, and in one movie, it shows if you have a badge, you can always get the girl, too. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so he does go over there. Uh, they have a crazy conversation. Uh, he, Charlie Sheen, kind of ends up busting himself a few times, but she doesn't catch on to it. Uh, but the pizza man comes. Let's get to where the pizza... By the way, uh, her apartment number is 420. <laughs> Tremendous. Don't know if you noticed that, but I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did, too. Uh, so, yeah, he goes up there, and when he, she scares him, Charlie Sheen, and when he falls, he goes, Don't kill me! She's like, what? 
because he does think she might have something to do because that was the last person they saw her with him him with Jack Berger was her so they do have a slight you know idea maybe she had something to do with it but uh obviously we know she didn't but uh he doesn't know that um now they go to order pizza like i said before the pizza does show up and dean cameron is your pizza guy now while they are ordering the pizza keith david goes to open the door he's opening the door and um for some reason emilio estevez is moving the body and Dean Cameron sees it, so they decide to kidnap him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he put at the end, uh, and Keith David puts him in a headlock, and uh, fuck it. It, it's a visual scene, but I think he should play it. Uh, yeah, I can. It just, it, it actually hasn't happened yet. Right now, we're actually in the scene where uh, Emilio Estevez decides to call the cops. In the bathroom. Oh, he, this is when he's yeah, he's like mumbling to himself like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and right now, actually, I actually was stalling time to uh, get to the right scene, Anthony. You know how I do that sometimes. Here you go. It is a little visual, but yeah, we can go ahead. You want me to play from when he opens the door? Yeah. Cool. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Lord pepperoni, extra cheese. Yes, indeed. That's us. How much? Eight bucks. How much? Eight bucks. Eight fucking bucks for a pizza? Man, let's go back to the 90s. Yeah. Two toppings? You pay eight bucks. It's fucking extra cheese. I was like, damn. Shit, you pay eight bucks now for a fucking pizza. It's fucking little Caesars. You 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 physically went to the store. (laughs) Yeah. To pick it up. All right, here we go. I wonder if that's including delivery charge, too. Probably does. He's at the door. Said eight bucks. God damn, like... (laughs) Damn, fucking... I, I miss the 90s for so many reasons. God damn, fuck inflation. Anyway, let's keep going here. <laughs> What's going on here? Mind your own business, son. Okay. Thank you, sir. You've seen too much. <laughs> you with the body he can start all kinds of trouble so you kidnap him good solution here take the money i won't say anything to anybody you bet you won't what the hell i extra cheese (laughs) you're a madman he was provoking me this situation has definitely gotten way out of hand get back to that window and keep carl covered there you go. Now, you can see in his eyes, Keith David again, so awesome. You see in his eyes, he's sort of, he's getting that look. He's he's yeah. getting there again. Um, while, right after that scene, the hitman get a call, and he tells them that uh, they found the wrong tape. And, uh, yeah. What the fuck? Let's play that goddamn scene too. I, that that was probably another scene I should have fucking played because it's actually really funny. So here, a couple seconds here. One one. There we go. You gonna get this or what? Uh, picks up a big brick cell phone here. Let's uh, maybe the '90s weren't so great. 
Um, <laughs> Paul Heyman would have been jealous of his phone. Yeah, exactly. The, the The prices in the 90s were fine, but the phones, uh, the technology's so much better. So here we go. Hello. First, you lose the body. And then you deliver me the wrong tape. Now, I don't think that either of you personally set out to destroy my company. But I sent you out on a simple task. And simply put, you lost it up. Now, apparently, Berger had a special relationship with his campaign manager, a, uh, Susan Wilkins, 825 Esplanade. That's where we ice burger, Chief. I know where that is. Well, did it ever occur to you two idiots that she might have the cassette? I think he wants us to kill some more people. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think we got to kill more people. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that fun? <laughs> All right. And uh, after that scene, remember I said, uh, Keith David, you could see in his eyes, he was sort of getting that look. He looks over at, uh, at one point, he looks over at Dean Kane and... Uh, or I'm sorry, Dean Cameron and Emilio Estevez, and Dean Cameron is sitting there tied up, and he sees him in like a Viet uh, Vietnamese girl outfit, and Emilio's yeah. over there in a fucking army uniform, having a little flashback. He is, and he's yeah. just got this look in his eyes, just pissed off. Yes, and, and you know he looks away, but uh, you know, he's, yeah, he was as he was asking for. I think he wanted to. The uh, pizza man wanted a pizza pizza or something. No, uh, Emilio was uh, offering him one. Here. Oh, yeah, he wanted, yeah, he was here. offering him something. Here. Here. The comedy gets no food. Yeah, here, hold on, I'll back up a bit. Because he, yeah, here. Oh, father. Father was right. Are you hungry? Would you like some? Don't give him any, James. Why not? He might be hungry. He's a prisoner. He should be treated accordingly. Have you completely lost your mind? We're not soldiers and he's not the enemy. He's a pizza man. Back in Fubai. He would have been killed the second he knocked on that door. I would have snapped his neck like a twig. And he never would have seen it coming either. Lewis, Lewis, calm down. The commie bastard gets no food! <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I'd be a little scared right now. I don't know why, but that scene always cracks me up, no matter how many times I see it. It's fucking funny, that's why. <laughs> now, now, I, now, this is obviously a, a dumb little movie. Mm-hmm. But do you, you, you think uh, if they were to come out with this movie today with that exact same line, it would get a lot of flack? Oh, I'm sure. Half these fucking movies would. or And half these lines in this movie would. I don't know. Every fucking movie from the 90s, you probably could. I mean, you can only redo so many movies. From then, uh, Weaves is bringing up that Little Caesars have the five dollar hot and ready. Yes, and you might as well eat the box; it tastes the same. <laughs> Just oh, but, yeah, uh, believe it or not, you know who has a good deal? Pizza. They have like a big box special for I want to say about ten bucks. Yeah, dude, Pizza Hut. I don't know, man. I don't like Pizza Hut, bro. They fucking. Do you like stuffed crust? No. Too much. 
too much cheese. Too much, too much going on with that. There's too much cheese, dude. I'm I'm such a simple pizza guy. I like thin uh, crust. I I prefer thin crust. I like pepperoni and sausage. That's it. You know, I I don't really. I, you can yeah, pep, green peppers are fine, but you uh, that's it, dude. I'm not a big. I don't know. I, pizza Hut does too many gimmick pizzas for me. <laughs> too many gimmicks. You know how WWE does too many gimmick pay-per-views? T- pizza Hut does too many fucking gimmick pizzas. Hey, we got a pizza now with a fucking... You can, it's got a roller coaster inside of it. It's got a... Here's one with an hourglass shape. Here's a... You know... Look, this one has fucking little garlic bread twists around the whole crust. Well, Fuck. Just make good pizza, you dumb shit. Don't give me all these gimmicks. You know how to get better business? Make better pizza. No, no, they'd rather put... No, look, it's full of little garlic knots. Great. Now I've got... Great, now I eat the fucking garlic knot. I have no crust and my pizza's fucking falling all over the place. Assholes. Anyway, not a Pizza Hut fan. I'm I'm more of a I'm more of a Papa John's guy. <laughs> ah, Papa John's. But honestly, I prefer just going out to a restaurant, like an Italian restaurant, and getting pizza. There's usually nothing better. This is true. Yeah, yeah. We got a place down uh, down the street from me called Besa, and a uh, little family-owned place. Awesome pizza. Fucking awesome pizza. You know, my mom, uh, whenever I meet my parents, said that my mom gets it well done. And uh, it's just amazing. Oh, uh, fucking amazing. So that's that's where I am every Sunday, actually. I go have dinner with them there. So, Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, my, me and my kids all run over there, my girls. So that's what we do. Go eat pizza, usually. So, all right, where are we at in this movie? Uh, Actually, uh, almost to the end. We're at the, I want to say the last third of the movie, last half hour or so. Yeah, about 40 minutes left, and I'm going to jump through a little bit. Uh, you know, Charlie Sheen's in there just still trying to uh, kind of uh, find out if she knows anything, yet he's also getting to trying know to her. Fuck. He's also trying to fuck her. He's getting to know her, like I said. Um, he's, to, to his credit, he's getting very well. He's, he's doing very yeah, well for himself. He is. He's doing pretty good. Uh, that bastard. <laughs> yeah. And then they decide to leave. Charlie Sheen and the girl. And, uh, you know, everyone's trying to figure out still what the hell is going on. This is where Emilio Estevez actually is on the phone with the police. And um, Keith David runs in and he's like, come on, they're on the move. Let's go. So they take the pizza man, they take the body with the Nixon mask on, and they run. The hitmen are out there and see this, so of course they start following them. And um, also following them is their rivals from work. Their two little, uh, their little uh, co-worker problem. They're also uh, following him to see if they can do something to him to get back at him for covering him and shit, not once, but twice. Uh, so, there you go. That's what they're trying to do. Um, 
And uh, Charlie Sheen and the girl end up going to the beach. And, you know, once again, we bring up the beach. I don't know. This movie has a lot of beach scenes, but it's California. It's fucking beach everywhere. So what are you going to do, right? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they're all, uh, they're driving through. They're all going, you know, there's some, there is, a, of course, a argument going on with the hitmen. Like Anthony said, they argue about the dumbest shit every fucking time. Uh, the girl is driving like a goddamn maniac. <clears throat> and um, Keith David and Emilio Estevez are following. And as they're following so speedily, they end up with the cops behind them. And, of course, uh, it's uh, they end up with these two. Uh, the two cops they do pick up, they... Um, it's the, uh, of course, the dickhead cops, which you want to talk about continuity problems. You're okay. not going to be. I know where you're going with this. You what? I know where you're going with this. But you're continue. not going to. Think... Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to be a bike cop all day and then be in a fucking radio car at night. That's not happening. Not fucking happening. But Whatever. Maybe they're working double shifts. Who knows? I'm just going <laughs> to... I'll let it go. All right? I'll let it I'm gonna go. Um, but yeah, they do get pulled over. And uh, Keith David, remember, he hates cops. So he does freak out a little bit. Eh, we'll play a little bit of this. I'm a little far... I'm a little into it, but I'll start it from here. With you, Jimbo. Huh? Uh... Uh... What the hell is... And just remember, uh, they are in a small two-seater pickup truck with Emilio Estevez driving, Dean Cameron tied up beside them with a, uh, looks like a tie, a necktie shoved in his mouth, and um, the dead body and Keith David, all four of them in a little two-seater pickup truck. So not 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 very easy to hide people or anything. So going on in here, you're uh, you're never gonna believe this, Mike. I w w we uh, <laughs> I'm totally flattering. I can't even come up with a good lie. <laughs> what I tell you, James? I knew you were crooked, and I knew I'd catch up to you sooner or later. All right, everybody, out of the vehicle right now. Don't do it. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. Please don't shoot. Yeah, cop. Uh, now, remember the pellet gun we brought up a little yeah. while ago that uh, yeah. Charlie Sheen shot Mr. Burger in the ass with? Uh, they are using this gun like it is real. And back then, you didn't have to have the... Uh, you know the orange on the BB guns, or and stuff like that, uh, and they still sell certain BB guns without that on there. You just, you know, you gotta, you know, just buy the ex more expensive ones. But uh, you know that uh, they are using that like a real gun, and these two cops think it's a real, it's real. So ah, fuck it, I'll keep going. I know you, man. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking. We got us another crazy nigga here with a gun. Well, let me tell you something. Human life means very little to me at this point in time. You see, I thrive on misery. In the jungle, misery's all you got. But 
Things are different back here in the world. Also, they seem. Nobody wants to talk about pain and suffering. Everybody wants everything to be nice and civil. Well, okay then. Let's be nice. Let's be civil. And let's drop those guns before I pull this trigger and change the way you feel about me. Will the officer to the rear of the truck kindly drop his revolver as well? <laughs> you know, you cops must really think I'm as dumb as you look. Now, don't you know that when a flashlight hits the cement, it makes a completely different sound than a revolver? Let's be good boys and do exactly as I say. <laughs> Okay, now, I want Mr. Sneaky Man to come around and join his partner, Mr. Bonehead. I actually played that because I'll play the scene at the end of the movie. This, the beginning of that little speech will come back into play again. Uh, but uh, Keith David ends up tying him up to a, um, that, a, a little merry-go-round. Together, basically looking like they're fucking each other. Yep. Yep. And uh, Emilio Estevez has the evilest laugh. And uh, they're naked. Well, they're in underwear. And uh, they're both just laughing and spinning around the merry-go-round. But he's got them tied up good. They could get out of that position if they wanted to. If you look at it, they could. But... Yeah. Uh, you know, now we go to Charlie Sheen, and, uh, you know, we switch over to another scene, by the way. Charlie Sheen is now walking with Susan on the beach, and they're getting sand in their in their shoes. Uh, I don't know why I said that. Probably because I've had four beers. Probably. Probably. And a couple of bowls. Oh, my second bowl now. Okay. Uh, you know, he's kind of, uh, he's making his way with her. He's giving her a few. Kiss is getting it, you know, he's uh he's actually starting to like this girl. Which you know, he's he's kind of the same sort of ladies they're they're both sort of ladies men in this movie, kind of uh and he also had just his girlfriend left him. So, you know, it's one of those movies. Uh, yeah. So now Right, exactly. So now Gina Gina Gina. Uh now Emilio and Keith David are driving around looking for Charlie Sheen because they've lost him because they got pulled over by the cops. And, of course, Dean Cameron's still tied up. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Still tied up. Yes. Still tied up. But now they did ungag him and give him some coffee. Nice of them. Very nice. Uh, but the hitmen do catch up with uh, Charlie Sheen and Susan on the beach. And um trying to remember now. Uh this wait I gotta go back and play my, I gotta play the taser argument. Hold on. Oh yeah, gotta play that one. I totally forgot I had to play that. Oh, we need to mention before they catch him on the beach, the uh the rivals from work, the two guys, are trying to they were gonna mess with Susan's car a little bit. And um, 
one of them asked him for some light, and instead of using a flashlight, he held a match down there. Uh, ended up burning her floor, and her car does end up catching on fire. So, you know, always a good thing when your car catches on fire. But uh, here, give me just a second here, and I'll be at that part that we need to play from. Here we go. I think I'm right there. Hi, kids. Are we having fun? Ted, what's happening? What the hell are you guys? Hey, shut up, you. What the hell is that? It's a taser. A what? A taser. 65,000 volts of electricity. This thing completely incapacitates the victim without killing him. I got it on sale. Let's move it. Let's go. Put your hands up. Ted, I think you should do something. If you come up with any ideas, please let me know. We have the right to know what's going on here. Hey, put a cork in it, sister. You have no more rights. And you, buying a goddamn laser gun. Taser. Whatever. You always gotta be so different. Yeah, I'm in no mood, all right? Just lay off. No, you gotta be creative. I said lay off. You know what to say now. No, where, but why do you educate? I'll tell you. Get you nowhere. That's where. You know, Biff, you're an amazing man. You know shit about absolutely nothing. Oh, now I've heard just about everything. Hold it, honey. You listen to me, you Italian son of a bitch, and you listen good. The day you tell me I don't know shit and I let you get away with it is the day that that ocean freezes over. That's it. And furthermore, That's you it. dumb you're bastard. Over. <laughs> All right, so he tases his own partner, and... Yeah. Uh, Charlie Sheen sees it as an opportunity, takes out the other guy, and they run. But, of course, right when they get there, her car explodes because, remember I said it was on fire? Yeah, it's on fire. Now it explodes, so they have to, they run. And um, they're looking for another car. And uh, they're running. And, of course, you know, it's a movie, so they do find... What are they? Oh, I forgot. God damn it! This movie's not moving fast enough for me. <laughs> First, they talk. I'm not going. God damn this talking! Too much fucking talking. So she said. Yeah, exactly. But they are talking, and uh, you know, <laughs> I do. Finally, the hitmen are in the car, and they're looking for them again because finally they're back. But uh, it's funny what the. Now remember, one hitman tased the other, and here we go. That's for spying on me. Oh, that was Charlie Sheen getting slapped for spying. Come on! Oh. What happened? It was something. You got struck by lightning. Really? Freak storm. <laughs> <laughs> struck by lightning. Wow. That's funny. That is fucking funny. I like that. Uh, so basically, when they're running to find someone, Charlie Sheen and Susan do find a cop car. And, of course, it's the two cops... That uh, Keith David and Emilio Estevez had tied up. And uh, Charlie Sheen just laughs and does not help them. All he does is steal their car. 
That's it. Uh, but yeah, they're still tied up, begging him for help. And he just laughs, like I said, and steals their car. So, you know, but uh, they are on their way to actually right. What happens is the hitmen see them and take out their door. So now they're in a cop car with no door. <clears throat> and uh, they do get taken by the hitmen right after that. And uh, they meet Mr. Mr. Potterdam the third, And he gets the tape. And they uh, drive them to the warehouse. Keith, they, Keith David and Emilio, they did find them. And they did follow them to the warehouse. But they need a plan. And while they're trying to think, well, they also, Dean Kane also realizes he's being held up with a with a pellet gun at this point in the movie. And uh, Emilio Estevez comes up with a plan, though, to get in the building and save Charlie Sheen and Susan. While they're doing that, um, the rivals from the garbage uh, the garbage company. Uh, are messing with the brakes in the uh, garbage truck. So, of course, they're trying to get back at the guys. So there you go. They're messing with the brakes. And right when they're doing that, of course, the whole group comes up, jumps in the garbage truck, you know, because it's a movie. And (laughs) they head off to the warehouse, back to the chemical plant, to get Charlie Sheen and Susan... And, of course, they are stuffed in yellow 50-gallon drums. But, uh, you know, they uh, basically Emilio and the whole group there end up ramming through the gate. And when they can't stop, they end up getting uh, ramming into the building. Some guys go after them, but, of course, Charlie Sheen and uh, Susan end up still in the 50-gallon drums on a truck. Then they follow the truck, blah, 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 blah. There's a lot of loading with the forklifts. They end up following the truck, hanging off the back of the truck. All right. We can get to the end here now, right? Right? Right, Anthony? Yep. All right. Let's get to the end here. Basically, you know, they get to the the thing, and I do. uh, Once again, they have to come up with a plan. And Emilio comes up with one plan, but Charlie has another. I'm going to go ahead and play it. It's going to be a little... You're going to hear some noise for a second. That's going to be Charlie Sheen hitting someone with a bat. And Emilio is walking with the gun in his hand, the rifle. And it does look pretty real. It's got a scope on it and everything, so it does look real. But uh, here you go. A couple seconds, this will, uh, we'll get into the talking part. Freeze. What are you... Don't push him. I mean it. His whole head. You two with the weapons. Over the side. Do it now. Yeah, man. I know you. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, we got us another crazy white boy with a gun. Well, let me tell you something. Human life means very little to me at this point in time. Hey. 
We just heard that. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. That's why I said it does come into play. He uh, gets his little badass rant. Now, yes. now, they hear the cop car, and it's not who they hope it is. They really hope it's the cops, but it's not. It's um, Keith David and Cameron Dean. And since we're at the end, I'll go ahead and play a little bit of this. Relax, James. The cops are here. This is the police. You all got those weapons. Yeah. Yeah, you. You there with the pellet gun. Drop it or I'll blow your butt away for sure, buddy. I said we'll have a cop. You sound like a wussy, man. <laughs> pellet gun. <laughs> <laughs> you think we do a pelican for something like this? <laughs> Get him! So there you go. They do find out it's a pellet gun. All hell breaks loose. It's a goddamn battle royal, Anthony. It is. It is. It's a battle royal. Uh, I gotta admit, like I said, it, this was the, it was a fun it was a fun little fight scene. At the end, I enjoyed it. It actually was a good little scene. You know, it wasn't bad. Charlie's running around on trucks looking for uh, his his new new girl. Uh, you know, and you know, Emilio Estevez at one point's getting his ass kicked, and Dean Cameron saves him. Uh, yeah. did, did, did you like the, Did you like the effect of the? Uh, I guess the bloodstained tear as he was giving his speech. Yes, very good. Yes, it was good. It was very effective. Um, but yeah, you know, basically, I, I think you can figure out how this movie ends. Uh, after a nice little fight scene ensues, Mr. Potterdam is actually ends up chasing him around in a giant fucking bulldozer a little bit, ends up dumping a few trucks over. He, uh, Charlie Sheen does find Susan, of course. It's a, you know, happy ending movie. She doesn't fucking die of death or anything. And, uh, eventually, of course, they do beat Potter Dam. He gets stuck on a car with the, uh, thing. Ends up, they end up rolling him down in his own little toxic sewage plant where he's dumping everything. And he does get shot in the butt. Yeah. But, uh, basically the movie just ends with a dog eating trash. And the cops <laughs> are still stuck there in the morning. Yes, and a dog, yeah. Yep. And they meet another dog that pisses on them. And, a, yes, and a dog, the same dog pisses on them, actually. So, that's really the end of the fucking movie, man. But, uh, let me see if there's any trivia I didn't get to, because I really mentioned 90% of it as we were talking. Um, here's one. Uh... Charlie Sheen pulled a prank on Emilio Estevez during filming uh, by saying that he had punched a paparazzo, a paparazzi, in a restaurant on the night before filming. Sheen took it even further by having an on-set police officer working security arrest him for assault while filming a scene. Estevez was stunned until Charlie Sheen returned laughing. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty funny. funny. Uh, that is pretty cool, though. 
Uh, let's see. The Synthase Company. I mentioned that. The restaurant. Screenplay. We mentioned that they did Platoon together. Charlie Sheen and um, Kevin David both were in Platoon together. Platoon's a great movie. Have you ever seen Platoon, Sheen? Uh, 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 Anthony? Yes. I just saw Sheen pop up in the chat room. Sorry, dude. Um, yeah. Yeah. Platoon is a great, great movie, man. Tons. I mean, you want to talk about a star-studded cast. I mean, Tom Berenger, William Defoe, Johnny Depp is in that movie. Um, but we said, you know, Keith David. Uh, oh my God, if you went through that movie and named everybody, you'd be like, holy shit. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of movies. And, you know, a lot of those war movies, if you look at them, had shitload i mean you ever see casualties of war michael j fox sean penn ah that's a that's a real throwback that's a fucking star-studded movie too if you go back and look at the cast of that yeah you know it really is man just one of those fucking no just another fucking movie with a bunch of guys in it but i think platoon sort of started that yeah i mean they like i said they were that was a star-studded movie man Definitely, especially if you look at, you know, who's, you know, still acting. You know, Johnny Depp was in that movie. Willem Dafoe still does movies. Tom Berenger you see every now and then. Let's just not forget he was in Major League. He doesn't have to work after Major League. This is true. Or The Substitute. Yeah, all 87 of them. There's not that many. There's only four, isn't there? I want to say five, but I think you're right. Nicole. Hold on. I'll t- uh, you know what? I have them. Let me see if I'm right. My book. Give it a second. I'll get to uh, movie collections. Because I do. I, 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 the second one I actually like with Treat Williams and uh, uh, B.D. Wong. Yeah. You know who B.D. Wong is, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was in Oz and uh, Law and Order SVU. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Let's see The Substitute. The Substitute, right there. Yeah. Yeah, there's only four. I got to admit, I haven't seen three and four yet. Mm. But one and two are good. The first one's really good. The second one's got Treat Williams. <laughs> you know who True Williams is? <laughs> Hasn't been in much, but Treat Williams has is, is, is been in a, a, enough movies where you're like, Treat fucking Williams. Just say the name. It's a good name. Yeah. It is a good fucking name. But, uh, yeah, man, that's pretty much... I, I, I don't know what else we... I mean, this movie... Uh, I, I mean... That's what I got is... It did pretty well. It was made on a modest budget of a little over three million, but it made sixteen million at the box office, so it was not a flop. No, that I, I wouldn't consider that a flop. That's not bad. Um, would you say this movie still holds up, or is it really a little more cheesy than you remember it? It definitely is a little more cheese, extra cheese. Okay, good, good, good. 
But I mean, like I said, it's just a nice little throwback. It, but I guess, like I mean, I guess at the time when you first saw it in the '90s, where that stuff was a little more, a little more relevant, it probably was funnier than it probably was today. But yeah, I still enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was 1990. We we're just coming off the the '80s, which let's face it, I love the '80s movies, but I'm not gonna sit there and say they were so well made. You know, I mean, yeah, you've got well-made 80s movies that'll last forever. Your Ferris Bueller's Day Off is one. Uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High is another one we've done. Most of your 80s movies that are going to last, we've we've done already. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, we were just coming off of some really crazy movies. And these sort of action comedies were just really getting rolling. You know what I mean? Were there more, I mean, were there a lot of, I don't remember a lot of 80s action, true action comedies. Yeah. You know what they, I mean? They, they were all, they were always like, um... I mean, you, I guess you could say Beverly Hills Cop was one. But I mean, when was the first Beverly Hills Cop? We already did it. I forget. That was like eighty nine, ninety, wasn't it? The first. Oh, that was early. That was eighty four. Wow, that far back. Yeah. All right. All right. So you know, there were some. There were there were some action comedies, but you know, Beverly, Beverly Hills Cop was definitely one of the early ones. Oh yeah, that probably said yeah. Yeah, but. I mean, you know, and then, you know, we've mentioned, you know, it was mentioned in the chat earlier, the loaded weapon with, uh, you know, Emilio Estevez. And uh, that was a ridiculous fucking movie, but it was funny. It was funny. And, uh, you know, Hot Shots with Charlie Sheen. One and uh, Hot Shots 1 and Hot Shots Part 2. I mean, and I know those hold up still. Oh. Oh, those are fucking hilarious, dude. Absolutely fucking... Especially the second one has, um... Carrie, uh... Carrie... Carrie... Carrie Ells. Carrie Ells. Uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights Men in Tights. And a bunch of other like, serious movies. He's like a serious actor, but... Ends up doing comedies. <clears throat> but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember that movie? Yeah, he was in that movie The Crush, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. I like him. He he seems like a, a, a yeah. Hot Shots is a National Lampoon's uh, B Megs. You uh, did you not listen to last week's National Lampoon's episode with Animal House? I know you were there. Yeah. They were yeah. And I believe, <laughs> yeah, I, I will say uh, Charlie Sheen's little cameo on Loaded Weapon One was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it definitely was. But. I mean, you know, Hot Shots is another one. If you if if you haven't seen the the Hot Shots movies, oh, I have them still. Or DVD I, somewhere laying around the house. I love both of those fucking. You know what? I I don't know if I do have them. I need to find out. And if I don't, you, you know, you know, I'll have them before I go to sleep tonight. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that 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 yeah, we might have to do Ridiculous Commies Part Two for the poll next week. Oh, I actually I, wouldn't mind watching those again. I think. You know, ridiculous comedies are going to end up being done more than once. You know, a lot of genres are going to be uh, 
and, and we may even take a break from the polls because you know we, we, we just might start picking a few movies. I don't know if you want to do that. Might take a little poll break. Yeah. Yeah. Easier to pick a. We'll we'll we'll, we'll pick movies for maybe uh, two or three shows. Like I said, next week I'm. I don't know if I'm going to be uh, doing a show or not, but I think we probably will. Um. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm trying to think of some more action comedies, but I mean, yeah, Beverly Hills Cop is definitely considered an action comedy. Lethal Weapon, I guess you can consider it. Now let me ask you though, but um. I would say from two on, but would you say like the original Lethal Weapon? If you really, look, it was kind of dark. It was. I mean, it, it, it you know, it didn't, have, it didn't have as many comedic elements as the other ones. It, it didn't because you know you you were meeting the characters. They were really trying to establish Riggs as the depressed suicidal cop. Yes. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, the first one definitely had its comical moments, you know, the, but, yeah, yeah, the, from, yeah, I mean, like, from that, two, that was probably the darkest version of the Riggs character was in the first one. Yeah, from two on, and then four, they just got completely silly with Chris Rock. Yeah. They just got silly. I'm not Chris saying... Chris Rock and Joe Pesci and... Yeah, well, <laughs> Joe Pesci started in two. And you know what? I'm not going to say four was bad because it wasn't. But I'll tell you the truth. Chris Rock was great in that movie. But, you know, they, they did get a little over silly. But it was st- I, I still enjoyed the movie. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the movie at all. Not at all. Still definitely did. Yes. So, but yeah, man, otherwise, uh, I don't know, man, would you got, uh, anything else or you want to, uh, wrap it up? Can wrap it up. I, we just, it's not too many, uh, factoids. I mean, no, I through the movie. Very good. And, you know, like I said, it, it doesn't necessarily hold up, but it's still one of those movies you can pop in and enjoy it for what it is. Eh. It's not a long movie at all. No, and not everything has to you know, hold up to still enjoy it. I know people say, oh, the movie's it's way worse than I thought. That's great. But if you still enjoy the movie, just enjoy it. Yeah. It, 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 I hate to say, but has the internet taught us to dissect every little thing about every yeah. single movie? Yeah. Yeah. That's another, mean, that's another thing I missed about, like, the 80s and 90s. Like, you have movies that were made, like I said, when they made this movie, I'm pretty sure they knew it wasn't what any type of awards or anything like that. But it, I think they just made it with the intention of just being fun. I, I could just tell without even being in the room that they had a lot of little inside things in there, like with the four. You know, she lives in room four twenty, and mm-hmm. the fucking uh, uh, Charlie Sheen's little uh, concoction with the Tylenol and the ice cream. <laughs> That had to be a little inside joke on shit that he really does. It probably was. You know, but I mean, you know, you know who I appreciate who still just wants to make funny movies, doesn't care what critics think, doesn't care what the fucking, you know, the Oscars or all that shit. Seth Rogen and those guys. Yeah. I, I know their movies are ridiculous. They're, they're not great. But they're really good. Turn your brain off and have a good time. Movies, you know, all of their ridiculous movies are Pineapple Express, 
Um, what are you, uh, Virgin? Which yeah, we will be getting too soon. That I, that movie has to be covered. I have for prosperity. to. I have to watch it. You never saw it? No. Watch it. I will. I will. I promise. I will. Um, you know. Uh, you know. This is the end. Ridiculous! You know a movie like that is not gonna f- sausage fest, knocked up, knocked up. You know none of those movies are gonna get them fucking awards. But you know what? Those guys get. Let's face it; those guys get stoned and have a good fucking time. Yes, and, and, and it's amazing how like a lot of things that you know you always hear about shows that were canceled before their time. You ever watch Freaks and Geeks back in the day? I didn't. Yeah, and it's funny how like back in the day, it was one of those shows that it it, it was probably about five to ten years too soon. Mm-hmm. Like people now, all of a sudden, oh, it, it was brilliant. It was this, it was. It. But back then, it was like I don't think people were ready for that type of show. Probably not. Uh, Treasure Park Boys. Ben B Meg uh, brings up in the chat. I have seen episodes, but I have not seen the whole thing. But I do have the whole thing. So it will get watched eventually. Yes. The episodes I saw, and it was probably only two to three episodes, I busted my gut laughing at it. Really, it's a, it was funny as hell. So I will watch it. I just haven't got to. Um, I really... It's tough to find time to watch shows with my kids around, you know? Yeah. If I do it, I gotta do it at fucking, like, you know, 10 o'clock at night. And... Yeah. If you want wholesome family entertainment for the kids, pull out some old school Reno 911. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, that was a great show. I don't care. I I loved that show, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I loved it. Loved that fucking show, man. That was great. I, you know, I wonder if I, I need to see if I can get that whole series too. That was hilarious. But all right, let's wrap this. Let's wrap it up, B. Yep. Or A, not B. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah. Catch me and Anthony next week. Maybe it is my birthday next Friday. Like I said, we'll probably still end up doing an episode. I'll probably be home by then. I may be drunk, but I'll be home. Uh, so yeah, we'll probably end up doing something. Like I said, we'll 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 figure out something really fun to do. Yes. And uh, Box's birthday, so Box gets to choose. The there topic. you go. Oh, you don't want to do that's going to be some fucking cop show. I'll tell y'all what. I will not pick anything with cops in it. I will not pick a cop movie or a cop show. How's yeah, that? It's a lot of good cop movies. I won't do it. I will pick something that you will not be expecting that will be good and fun, and we will have a good time doing it. And uh, there you go. So hopefully me and Anthony next week right here, Mixler.com slash THT podcast. You can check out uh, our uh, show. We're, we're on. Uh, you can you just go to our Facebook. Just check out uh, THT Movie Review. You can uh, always catch the show right there. We're on Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, anywhere you can find good podcasts. 
Don't forget to check out me and Shaheen. We will be here Wednesday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That's right. Mixer.com slash THD podcast. And check out uh, Jay and Shaheen. They'll be on this Tuesday, this, this Sunday night, right around 7.30 Eastern Time. Uh, I know Shaheen's going to a couple um, indie shows this weekend. I know one of them is... Uh, GCW and I forget the other one. Anthony hybrid. hybrid. That's right. So I'm sure he'll have a ton to talk about there. So uh definitely check that out around seven thirty PM. Mixture.com slash THD podcast. Anthony, anything? You good? No, we're wrapped. There you go, we're man. Up. Good fucking time. And of course I'll go home and get your fucking shine box. Eh. Next week, y'all. Later.